Hello, hello, my beautiful people. It's your girl, the one, the only, the Damo, coming to you from the Mind Your Business podcast, where your mind should forever be your business. Hey, (laughs) y'all. I am so happy today, y'all. Today is my actual birthday. It's Friday. It's February 10th. And on this day, 31 years ago, my girl, my good sis, K. Stephanie Woodson Booker, gave birth to one Dominique Victoria Booker. Yes, I did just say my whole government. But y'all, I'm so excited. It is my birthday. I have been excited since yesterday. I've been cheesing from ear to ear. I don't know what it is. It's like I was telling um, my therapist yesterday that... Oh, okay, we're good. I was telling my therapist yesterday that it feels like 31 is just like, I feel real grown. Like, I feel like, you know, entering 30, it's like, oh my gosh, 30 is so new. What does being 30 feel? Like, all that stuff. And probably nobody really thinks like this, just me, because I overthink, you know, ding, ding, ding. But, like... Entering year 31 of life has been really reflective. Like, I've just really been thinking back of how far I've come, which I do every year. But it's just, like, my growth. And I feel like every year I'm around my birthday, I'm, like, tested um, just to see how far, you know, I've actually put in the work. And, you know, these past couple of weeks have been, whoa, (laughs) they have been rough for your girl. Like, it feels like, Anything that could happen to kind of like mess up my day would happen. Um, and things just got crazy, like with me personally within myself. I didn't show it, I didn't show it, I really kept it to myself. And you know, I shared it with a few trusted people, but um, like financially, I felt overwhelmed. Personally, I felt overwhelmed at work. I just felt drained emotionally, physically on all type of level. Like I just been really low. Um, but you know, just trying to just make it through. But today I feel light. I feel love. I feel like love. I think it's not by chance that I was born in the month of February. Um, because I've always believed February to be the month of love. Like it just, the red's my favorite color, hearts, you know, hugs, love, like telling people how much you care about them. And then I take it by no mistake that I was born during black history month. Yes. You know, because I was technically supposed to be born in March. But, you know, I was born in the month of love. And I believe that a part of me being on this earth is to project love. Um, Especially to those who do not feel it or do not feel like it exists. Um, Because technically, I feel like I'm a person who should not believe love exists. And I'm, please, trust me, I'm not just talking about romantic. I'm talking about platonic. I'm talking about, uh, what's it called, familial I mean, family love. Yeah, you guys know what I mean. Like, I feel like love has been a very hard thing for your girl to grasp hold to until now. But like, you know, I feel like it's a part of my my 
my like purpose to spread love. So um, you know, I like to I like to you know sprinkle it around, especially on my birthday. Um, so I am actually going to work today, which everybody tells me is very weird, but. I'm going to work. I just want to be around my kids. I want to love on them. I want to wear my cool outfit. I just want to be chill. I just, I don't need to do much today. Life has shown me through hard times that I have a lot to be grateful for. And that's, that's where I sit today. <laughs> um, I, I sit with a pure heart and, and just love. Um, but, but. I know it's my day and I really want to be selfish, but let me pause. Let's take a minute. Check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Like, how was this week for you? I know this, I said this week for me, you know, and last week was woo, but how's this week been for you? How's this month been for you? How's this year been so far for you? Take a minute. I trust me. I will not be offended. Pause. Take a minute to check in with yourself and work through that. And then come back with me because I'm going to have a good conversation for you. Promise that. Yeah, promise that. (laughs) All right. Where's my intro music? Right, y'all so we are back um i just want to put this out here right now i am a little congested um i don't know if you guys can tell if you can hear i'm definitely speaking like i don't know i feel like from the back of my throat i don't know um but uh just a little congested weather here is changing so my sinuses decide that they want to act up very on brand for my sinuses <laughs> to be acting up. I feel like they've been doing it all year. But I also got a beautiful opportunity to sing with my um, praise team at our church on Wednesday because we had a John P. Key concert. Like he actually like came out here and we sang like praise and worship before he got on. And it was a great experience. It's another part of the reason why I'm so excited and happy because I'm a PK. If you know, if you know, you know, um, and he was one of my faves growing up and listening to and his music, um, really always resonated with me. Didn't make me feel like I was like too different, like, you know, and you know, he's a street pastor, so it was always great, but yeah. So your girl sounds a little hoarse today, um, but it's okay. We're going to get through it. I'm also letting you know today's episode might be a little bit shorter than usual um, because I don't have no show notes. (laughs) Uh, I honestly just thought about what I wanted to talk about a couple hours ago um, because I wasn't going to make an episode. And I'm just being really honest right now. Let me me be real honest. I wasn't going to make an episode because I was like, it's my birthday. You know, like, I don't want to do too much hard work. 
I don't want to like stress about having a perfect show. And then I wanted to have a show today with me and Jay talking. I thought it was going to be so cute. But like, that's just not the tea. That's not how things were going. (laughs) So I, you know, was like, I still want to have an episode. I'm going to keep it light. You know, I want to keep it airy. But I want to talk about therapy. I want to talk about therapy because here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people have very negative views on therapy and feel like it's only people for who are quote unquote crazy, which is not true. A lot of people have therapists. Let me say this. A lot of people who can afford it. Okay. Cause let's be honest. A lot of people who can afford it actually will attend therapy. But there are a lot of stereotypes or like stigmas attached to therapy that are not true. Lo and behold, also, if you guys would believe it or not, I just said too many words. Sorry, guys. But a lot of professionals have therapy as well. Like I was shocked in education to see how many of my peers actually participated in therapy of any kind, you know, there's a lot of types of therapy out there, but yeah, you just, I mean, and you're, I mean, I guess an education really needs to be because whoo, child, they are whoo, whoo, anyway, but a lot of people engage in therapy and I want to talk about it. I want to break it down. So let's take it all the way down to the minimum. What is therapy? Well, I'm going to give y'all what I think therapy is. I think therapy is a time where you are unable, you are able to unlock your brain and work through the mush. That's the way I put it. That's plain and simple. Um, I know that's what I do with my therapist. I allow her to come into my wild, wild mind and help me work through the uncomfortable. Help me to work through the unknown. Help me to work through the questions. Help me to work through the unexplainable. Help me to work through the low and also to help me work through the highs. I don't take my therapist for granted. I actually think of my therapist to be like my best friend. Um, Hey, Aisha girl. Aisha is my girl. Like she has been a godsend. I feel I met her at a really dark time in my life. And um, I met her at an age that I was really ready to like talk. Like I had done therapy multiple times. And by the time that I got to Aisha, it was just like, girl, I'm going to dump everything on you because I am tired of this. I cannot keep holding all this trauma, all this crap on my shoulders. It is making me a horrible person. I'm making terrible decisions. Girl, help me. <laughs> like That's honestly where I was when I met Aisha. So getting started with her wasn't difficult at all. Being honest with myself in front of Aisha was hard because I didn't want to be judged, right? For like 
my thoughts. I didn't want to be judged for the scariness because that's what I really wanted to work with her with, right? I wanted her to work through the the very uncomfortable, unnerving thoughts that I might have um, based off like things that I've been through in life, Um, which I've shared with people periodically in my life or on a need to know basis. Like, you know, I don't go too deep with like everybody. Um, I feel like overall, a lot of people know kind of what my life has been. I've been a very, um, pretty much an open book. But here's the thing. When people say I'm been a, I'm an open book. No, you can't really be a, a, a open book, you know, because there are things that you won't share with everybody, right? Because you know, you want them to know certain versions of you. We do it. This is honest. This is honest. Just let's just be honest about it, guys. Because I know this for me myself. You only tell people what you think they can handle about you. So everybody's not going to be privied to knowing the full scope of who you are. Like, I'm trying to think about like who actually knows the full scope of me. I feel like there's a very, very, very few, like, I can't even say even a handful of people who actually know the full scope of who I am as a person, because there are some things that I feel like I can't share with certain individuals, um, because, I mean, I just can't, and that's my choice, and, and I don't, you know, but. You you hold back certain things that you want people to know about you, like different levels, right? That's like what friendships are, right? Like my best friends know my life. My best friends are who I go to, not when I'm just having daily challenges or I'm having surface stuff. My best friends are who I go to when I am going through some deep doo-doo, okay? Like my mom has been a confidant for me because for a lot of my life, it was just me and her in the house by ourselves. Like, she knows a side of me, and I know a side of her that nobody else knows. And it's a beauty of why we have a bond, right? Um, me and Jay have a, a relationship that I've seen deeper parts of him, and he's seen deeper parts of me on a level that nobody's ever seen either one of us. So, like, even there, you know, like, so back to Aisha, <laughs> Aisha, I was scared for her to see the, the, the parts of me that I only shared with me, the parts of me that were uncomfortable to talk about with other people because I didn't want them to be worried about my safety or, or classify me as crazy or, or be like, oh, you sure you don't need to be on medication? Like that even though I know that it would never be out of malice, it, it, it hurts to hear that sometimes. Side note, it hurts to hear people like make fun of bipolar disorder. And I'm just finna, I'm finna just talk about it because I never do. I try to post about it here and there. I try to like tweet about it here and there, but like I'm on this platform. I might as well say it right here from my mouth. I really detest people 
making bipolar jokes, whether it's about the weather, whether it's about their baby mama, whether it's about uh, uh, um, their phone. Like, I cannot stand it. It's so offensive. But I never, like, really show it visibly. It's so offensive. Bipolar isn't just like, oh, you're one thing and then you're another. And I'm sorry, I told y'all I have no show notes, so I'm just going here. Bipolar is just not like a fun little mood swing that happens. You know, I feel like everybody has that, like, that thought of that's what it is. Either you're up, you're down, and you keep flipping back and forth. I feel like people feel like bipolar disorder is turning a light switch on and off. Like, you just going from mood to mood to mood to mood. You're either like happy or mad, but it's not, it's not, bipolar disorder is crippling, okay, most people who have bipolar disorder don't live long, that's just it, they don't live long, their life expectancy is shorter because they can be manic and 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 and, and put themselves in very risky harmful situations. They can be depressive like your girl and and be very very low to the point of suicidal and have suicidal ideation and 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 self-harm and all these things like that. Like bipolar disorder isn't just a switch that goes up and down. It isn't just a mood swing. It is crippling. It is overthinking. It is having a distorted version of yourself. It is feeling like you are in a never-ending hamster wheel and that you will never get out. It's being stuck in your mind constantly. Constantly trying to regulate yourself. It's tough. But I'm not here to, like, harp on that. I'm just saying, like... Please be mindful. You're thinking of it as something just, ah, it's just a joke. It should, it's not that serious. But when, but to somebody who lives with it every day and to hear people like use it as a point of reference, as a joke, it is offensive. It does hurt. It does cause me to be sheepish. It does like make me feel a way. So, you know. That's just that. I'll get off of that soapbox, but that that really grinds my gears, okay? Grinds my gears. Anyway, back to it. Um, because I have bipolar disorder right now that we're here, because I have it, um, sharing those thoughts with Aisha felt like, woo. She's going to judge the mess out of me. And again, shout out to my girl. We've been going hard for each other like for three years. We've been going together real hard for three years. She has not once ever made me feel like a victim. She has not once ever made me feel like I was crazy. She has not once ever made me feel like uh, any type of judgment was like in her tone or her speech. 
And you're like, Dominic, she's a therapist. She's a professional. She's supposed to be. No, 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 no. Hear me. Hear me. I myself have studied people and like I know all the practices and stuff like that. I'm not an expert, but I, I have some knowledge, you know. Um, and on top of that, I feel people's energy. I can look into your eyes. I can feel it. I can see it. I can, I can you know, empath type stuff, right? I feel people. Not once have I ever felt anything off from her. She's what I would call a therapist's therapist. Because, oh, get this tea, honey. Most therapists have a therapist. They they must. They must. Because there's no way you can keep all those people, like, talk to people that much, do that much emotional work on a daily basis and not have somebody for you to talk about your own life and your own problems with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the burden of being in emotional work. And that's why I said I feel like she's a therapist therapist because when I go to her, it's really about how, like, I'm, like, working through my own stuff, but then I'm battling, like, feeling guilty because I'm not doing what I need to do on work or I might be off that week or month or whatever like that. She helps me work through the professional stuff really great. And, again, I said she unlocks my mind, she gets in there, and she gets her hands dirty with me. I love that. I suggest therapy for everybody. This is just what it is. Um, I suggest therapy for everybody. And how you'll know your therapist is right for you is because you'll feel like they are down in the dirt with you. Aisha has cried with me. I mean, like, she has shared emotion with me. And not, like, cry, because y'all ain't going to try to play my girl. But, like, she's, like... She shed tears. Like, I've seen the tears fall down. And she's, again, didn't make me feel like a victim, but empowered me. I worked through my sexual. I am currently working through my sexual trauma with Aisha. I had to stop myself because I wanted to be honest with myself. I have not arrived, and I've been avoiding working through my sexual trauma because I still feel like there's so much heaviness there, and I'm scared to. I'm scared to work through it because I'm scared of if it will re-damage me. I'm scared of those thoughts again. I'm scared of just reliving all that, right? But I've shared some things with her and I started. And she has literally been holding my hand through it. Uh, she has helped me to learn how to forgive people who have really, really violated my life and hurt me. And she's helped me learn how to forgive. I Oh, I give Aisha credit. I give her a lot of credit. Because a lot of the way, a lot of the peace you guys see, a lot of the, the how I approach things, a lot of the maturity you guys see is because of my girl Aisha helping me through that stuff. Like, yeah, a lot of it is me, you know, I do the work. But Aisha has, had to, has told me about myself and did not care. I could have been like, well, girl, I don't want to see you no more as a therapist. Like, bye. But she has been honest with me and has told me about the uncomfortable things that I didn't want to face. And I appreciate her so much for that. And I feel like that's why she feels like a really good Judy, like a really good bestie, because she has made me feel seen. She has made me feel seen.
And as a kid, I felt like that is something that I was not. So to feel it now is fulfilling and it is, it fills my cup greatly, greatly. Um, yeah, so I thank you, Aisha. I know you're not listening, but if you hear me out there in the universe, if somebody connects this together for you so you can hear it, thank you, Aisha, so much. You're great. Um, I think everybody should have therapy. I think I've said that earlier, but I think everybody should have therapy. You can go to therapy for yourself, couples therapy. Me and Jay are in marriage counseling um, with our pastor and our first lady, you know, because they're going to marry us. And I'm so grateful. I was telling my best friend, New, that I feel like me and him communicate better now because of us being in marriage counseling together, which, you know, quote, unquote, therapy. Um, I've paused because I'm going to talk about that when he comes on here. Here's what I think you should look for in therapy. Everybody take your little notes out, put a pen, figure this out. Because again, I feel like everybody should be in therapy. And I feel like we don't want to be in therapy because there are certain things we feel like, well, I ain't got no problems. I don't need to go talk to nobody. You don't have to go and talk about your deep stuff. You can start off by just going and having, talking about work. You can go and just like how I use Aisha, have a sounding board. You can go with your partner. You can go with your parents. You can go with your children. Therapy is for everybody. Therapy is to help communicate better too. I think going to therapy to learn how to communicate with somebody who's of importance with you, of, of importance for you, and somebody who you might be in conflict with, I think it's great. Or you might have an internal struggle with, I think it's great. It helps communi- It helps you learn to communicate. And that's the point I was kind of making when I said me and Jay being in marriage counseling has been great. It's, it's helped us learn how to talk to each other. So what to look for in a therapist, I think. You need to find a therapist that's going to make you feel comfortable. That's the only way you're going to talk about what's going on with you is having a therapist that's going to make you feel comfortable, right? Whatever that looks like for you. So for me with Aisha, it's the fact that um, she's black. Let me be honest. It's because Aisha is black. Um, I made sure I found a black therapist. I could have went with a male therapist, but I felt like with me wanting to tackle my sexual trauma, that probably wouldn't be the smartest. So I went with a black female, um, holistic therapist. And holistic just means that she doesn't just believe in just medication and all those things like that. She believes in other, other ways of like working through our things other than just resulting to just medication which that's something that I needed because I I did the meds before. They did not work. They were not productive. I did not like how they made me feel. And being a person that's not on meds, I was like, uh, well, I don't need a 
or, or chooses not to be on meds. I don't need a therapist who's going to just like, oh, let me just write you a prescription and try to shove like drugs down my throat. Like that's not going to be comfortable for me. That's not going to make me feel safe, right? So you need to find a therapist that's going to make you feel comfortable, whether that's by their gender, whether that's by their um, color, let that be you. You need to also figure out how often you want to go see this person after you initially see them. Some pet therapists tell you how often they want to see you, uh, or you can make it up to you. Like me, I see, like I said, I see Aisha once a month, but sometimes I might have to prompt for like twice a month or just on a, like, I might need to be like, girl, I need to email you because, woo, you know, type thing. Find a therapist that you gel with. It's okay if not everybody's going to work. Aisha was not my first therapist. She was not. In college, I saw this, this guy. Um, at Kentucky, I saw this guy, um, Dr. Scott. Um, he wasn't for me, but he was the one who diagnosed me. So he was more like a psychiatrist. Um, and it was just really intense for me. And maybe again, because... He was a psychiatrist and he was prescribing me medicine and he wasn't really like, you know, I don't know. He was like what I used to see therapists be on TV, like very clean cut, sit in the chair with the notebook, with the pen, write, lay down on the couch. What do you feel? Like, that's what it felt like. And I was like, oh, child, this is not it for me. Like, I do not like this. Um... And not saying he's not a good doctor. He just wasn't for your girl. He, but I do thank him for diagnosing me, honestly. Um, I think that was like the best, um, one of the best things that could ever happen because I was able to understand like, what's going on with me? <laughs> what's going on with my brain, right? So anyway, and before that, I had had a life coach. Um, well, no, she was a sports psychologist. Uh, she's a sports therapist. And she was trying to like help me get through like my my sports stuff um, when I was at UCF, but that didn't go that I mean it went good for the most part. But most of the time when I spoke to a therapist, I wanted to talk about my deep stuff. And they were kind of like, mm, we're more focused on this or we're more focused on this. And I didn't feel that comfort. It was like real icy and cold. Now, the 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 sports psychologist I had before, she kind of did get close, and she kind of did speak a little bit outside of sports. She had to, but and I enjoyed my time with her. I saw her for some time. I think just because I left UCF, it was like hard for me to really like keep in touch with her because that's when virtual really wasn't an option. And that's another thing: know how you want to have your therapy. Like me and Aisha, we're virtual. We've been virtual, like I said, virtual since COVID, and I love it. Like I would, of course, I want to go see her in person, but I don't have the time. You know, like I don't have the like time to like stop and go to therapy because I do most of my therapy during the day. I take my lunch break at work. I shut my office down and I do my therapy right there with her. Or like yesterday, I take off of work sometime if I know I'm going to have a therapy session and I like, you know, and I know like I'm going to really talk and I might be a little emotional. 
I usually take off from work and have like therapy and like make it a therapy day where I just relax, have therapy, take a nap and like, you know, be okay. Because, ooh, also therapy is draining. (laughs) Therapy is draining. Every time I get done with therapy, I have to take a nap. I have to like take some downtime to myself because um, talking that much, working through so much, having those many thoughts at one time rushing out, Whoa, can um can be exhausting, you know, is exhausting. So anyway, that was just another tidbit. I'm trying to think of another thing to have for therapists. Oh, find a therapist that's affordable for you. Guys, if you have health care, you have insurance, right? And you're paying on it, utilize it. Can I tell you, the only reason why I am able to see Aisha is because my job has incredible insurance and they cover it, okay? Because here's the T. Aisha is $200 a session, okay? Your girl can't afford that. For real, for real. But with my insurance, I'm always covered and I get to see her as much as I want. So I love that so much. I love it. It's it's one of the best things about uh, uh, of having my job and paying on insurance and doing the adulting thing. I can pay for therapy. Because if I didn't pay for therapy, whoa, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, gosh. But yeah. Other benefits of therapy. Or other things you need to do before you get therapy. Be sure you're ready for therapy. And I'm not saying this to deter you from therapy. But be ready. Because again, you're going to have to be very honest with yourself. You're going to have to be very honest with yourself. And I'll tell you this. And then, you know, I'll probably wrap it up. When I first started with Aisha. When I first started with Aisha, I low-key tried to lie to her. I tried to, like, just share certain things and, like, not be honest and not tell the full story to her. And she saw right through it. One, I'm not a great liar. Two, I'm, I tell on myself. Three, she just could tell, like, she was like, it seems like you're trying to make this up as you go. And I was like, oh, girl, do not read me like that. Um, And I had to be honest with her. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready to be honest with myself and really take responsibility on a lot of things. And she told me this. She said, if you're not ready to be self-aware, how do you think you're ever going to really heal? And I was like, whoa, okay, girl. I guess that's why I pay you big money because why you got me thinking like this? And over time, ooh, my voice. (laughs) Over time, I started being like a lot more honest with her. And I told her why. I might have not shared the whole story. And she understood. She did a really good job of reassuring me that it was okay and helping me, like, work through. And that's why I say you're really going to go into therapy and, 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 and get a therapist. Make sure you're honest with yourself. Make sure you're ready to have those conversations. Make sure you're not just doing it to make somebody else happy. You're going to therapy. You have to do it for you. You have to want to make that change. You have to want to really, really live your best life. That has to be it. 
<laughs> it has to be it. It has to. I believe therapy has been a blessing for my life. And I know I've said this already, but I just really want to acknowledge it again since I'm in such a grateful state today and graceful, grateful place. I am really, really, really grateful for therapy and all that it's done for me and how it's really helped me to become a better person. I love who I am. I love (coughs) how I show up in life. I love how authentic I am. I love how genuine I am. I love how others see my light. I love how others see my pure heart. I never want to go back to a life of anger and and misery where I'm hurting myself because I feel like I deserve that. And every day I actively make sure that I am doing right by me. And I'm investing in myself. And I guess therapy has now become one of my top tier self-care things. Like, it's become one of my top tier self-care activities. I invest in me. If I can invest in school... Well, that came out wrong. If I can invest... (laughs) See, trying to be deep, going wrong. (laughs) If I can invest in my career... By going to school, right? If I can invest in my children. And if I can invest in my athletes. And I can invest in all this other stuff. Why not invest in myself by helping myself the best way I can? And that's going to therapy and working through my mess. Working through my bags. So I can have less of them. I'm no longer a bag lady. I used to be. I'm no longer a bag lady. I I know what to carry and what not to carry. I told Jay the other day that I've already lived a lot of years on this earth with a lot of chaos, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. And though I know it can never really like leave, right? Like life is about, you know, the ups and downs, yada, yada, yada. I told him I never want to go through life that hard again. This next decade of my life, I want to live the life that I've always dreamed of. I want to live the life that I feel I deserve. I want to live the life. I want to be the person that I've always longed to be. Not the angry, tough girl. But I just want to be dumb. I just want to be chill. I want to be dumb. Whatever that means, I want to be dumb. And I don't want to add any more chaos to my life than I've already had in my younger years. And here's the last thing. Really, therapy for me 
now is about preparing myself to take the biggest leap that I've ever taken. I'm about to get married. And with that, I'm going to have kids. And I want to make sure that I never try to work through my problems on my kids. I want to make sure that I never project myself onto my kids. I want to make sure I'm able to love on them and give them everything so they're equipped for this world and their mind can be free and they can feel they can be the most authentic them without learning the hard way that being them is the best person they could ever be. So right now, therapy is really about building my family (laughs) and being the best me for them. Even if they don't exist yet. (laughs) Oh, God. But guys, it's always amazing to come talk to you guys. Thank you for sitting through my ramblings and my talks. This is one of the greatest ways to start off my birthday. I'm so grateful, as always, for everybody that tunes in. I promise our shows will become more structured next week. (laughs) Because we'll have our first guest for sure. Um, But stay safe out there, y'all. Stay safe. Know that you are loved. Know that you are important. Know that you mean something. Know that you matter in this world. Know that you are loved. Know that even though you're black or even though you're brown, you can go to therapy. Whatever whatever stays in this house, ain't got to stay in this house. You can talk to a trusted therapist and work through that stuff and break those generational curses. Break those generational cycles. It's time for us black and brown people to take a hold of our life and start working through our trauma. It's been long enough. But y'all keep on on this beautiful Friday. (laughs) Protect yourself, protect your magic. And remember, your mind should forever be your business. (laughs) We out.